0: Hello, Daddy Gang. We need to talk, okay? We're going on a break. Sad. Well, not really. We're going on a break because we are taking two weeks off to reset for season two of Call Her Daddy on Spotify. I've seen you guys in my DMs. Hey, Big Al, what the fuck is a season? You've been doing this podcast for about four plus years. Why is it just season two? (laughs) the beauty of being your own boss is you get to just make shit up so season one of call her daddy with spotify was my first year with spotify i have a three-year deal now we're entering the second year aka season two things are coming your way september 28th is the kickoff to season two of call her daddy but until then i'm going to re-release an episode because not putting something out just feels icky and wrong like i'm cheating on you never unfaithful Disloyal? It doesn't matter. I'm always gonna be loyal to you guys. I can't cheat on you guys if I'm on a break. Today I'm re-releasing my four twenty episode. This bitch got high as a goddamn kite. We eat, we talk shit on my exes, on my life, on myself, on the world. And it's a really honestly great lesson, and I sometimes when I'm high like to re-watch it. So, Daddy Gang, maybe get high. Oh, I don't encourage that unless you live in a state where it's legal get fucking high have a drink do whatever the fuck you need to do enjoy yourself and enjoy this 420 episode and i will be back september 28th goodbye go eat a fucking quesadilla (laughs) what is up daddy gang it is your founding father alex cooper with call her daddy the first time i got high was in high school I never had any interest in smoking. And then I met this boy. And he lived in the neighborhood across from me. And we started hooking up. And I remember he was a big pothead. And so naturally, I wanted to smoke with him. I will never forget. It was a Friday. I get home from school. He texts me. He's like, hey, do you want to hang out? Me and my friends are going to go smoke. I was so nervous, but I was just happy he was texting me. So I was like, yeah. He picks me up. It's three of him and his friends and then me. We drive to like a random neighborhood nearby. We park the car. And I'm thinking like, I've seen this in movies. Like it's going to look like a cigarette. And I'm going to take a little hit and things will be all right. And then his friend pulls out a water bottle. And I'm like thinking in my head, like "What, what is going on? And it's sideways. And there's a hole in the water bottle. And I remember wanting to die because... Everyone in the car knew how to do it. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I like liked him so much I didn't want to feel like a fucking prude, which now in hindsight it's like why didn't you just be like how do I do this? But I didn't want to say I didn't know how to do it. So the water bottles getting passed around and I'm like trying to peek, like see how they're doing it cuz I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. They're doing something with the cap and taking the cap off, but I could not get a hint of how to do it. Finally, his friend in the back seat with me passes me the water bottle and I have no idea what to do. And so I kind of like am like awkwardly stalling because in my mind, I'm like, let me wait for them all to be like talking and not paying attention. So they don't see me if I fuck this up and be embarrassing. I finally catch a moment where they're all talking about something. I go and light it. I burn the fuck out of my finger. I don't know to take the top off and I'm sucking and nothing is happening. And his friend turns and looks at me and he's like, wait, let me help you. And I'm like, RIP to me. I take the biggest hit and I just start hacking. I am coughing my head off. I'm so embarrassed and I get fucking high as shit. Ryan and I drive back to my house. We show up. My dad is sitting in the living room watching some sports game. I walk in. I'm like high as balls. Hey, dad. Hey, Alex. I've never been allowed to go in the basement with a guy alone. I just saunter down there with Brian and just close the door. Don't even ask my parents if I'm allowed. I'm so fucking high. And we go downstairs. And my dad to this day now tells me he was like texted my mom and was be, was like, is this okay? Like she just went downstairs with the boy Meanwhile, I can now tell him, dad, nothing happened. I remember staring at the ceiling and I felt like the ceiling was the floor and the floor was rotating up to the ceiling and everything just kept like moving. And I felt like fucking shit and I was so scared, but I was trying to play it off. After that though, like I did smoke a couple more times with him. I got my tolerance up. My next boyfriend smoked and then all of high school, I just kind of like started smoking. relationship and experience with therapy i was so ready to get better and to better myself and understand myself more if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online convenient and flexible It's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash daddy. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment.
1: I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws.
0: We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and
1: Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message.
0: It's interesting because my parents never really talked to me about weed. It was more like my coaches were like, I know you guys are going to be on campus and there's going to be people that are doing shit, but like you guys can't do that as athletes. When someone tells me you can't do something, I do it. So I naturally was like, "Oh, I want to do it." Um, but no, my parents were like pretty like they were really strict, but I don't remember them having a conversation with me about drugs ever. It was overall drugs. Yes. Like do not do drugs. Like you will fucking die. But when it came to weed, they never talked about weed in a negative way or ever brought it up. So I was like, let's go. Let's fucking go. So it was weird because I went from smoking a pretty good amount in high school. Cause then I went on to date this guy that was an even bigger stoner. And so I was like smoking a lot. And then I went to college and I played soccer in college and when you're playing D1, they are going to drug test you randomly. And my coach fucking hated me. And so I somehow, I was always the one that got the random drug testing. I'm like, you fucking bitch. Like, because I knew she thought I was a partier. Anyway, so getting to college, it really wasn't hard for me to not like just stop smoking. I think because like when I got to college, I was like, holy fuck. I have like a full-time fucking job being an athlete. I didn't even want to smoke. But then towards like, I would say summer and shit, someone could still get called in for a random drug testing in summer. And summer, I was a full degenerate partying my ass off all the time in Boston. And so I definitely wanted to smoke during summer. But I will say in my three years of college, I never smoked and it wasn't that hard for me. I just hit hit the bottle pretty hard and just drank my life away and I didn't need the weed. I didn't play my senior year, which I've always said, like one day I'll tell that story. But so my senior year, I think I was like in a very like I was in a heavy deep depression because I wasn't playing soccer. So my natural reaction wasn't to be fully self-destructive and be like I'm going to start now smoking and drinking, but then I met this boy and his name is Slim Shady and he is the biggest fucking pothead I know. And so all of a sudden I started to fly to see him at spring training and I would fly to see him in New York and He smokes like 10 times a fucking day. And I then was like, you know what? Let's pop that cherry again. Let's fucking go. And so I will never forget. The first time I smoked after years, he's playing the Phillies in Philadelphia. I go and meet him because I was back home for some reason. So I like drive into the city. I'm staying in the hotel with him. And he's like, do you want to smoke? And I'm like, let's go. So we smoke a joint I still, in my mind, had the mentality that I was at high school or that, like, my tolerance is up, baby. Like, let's take multiple hits. Let's finish this fucking joint. I am so high. I am at the point, too, with Slim Shady where I wasn't, like, fully, fully comfortable with him. We weren't officially dating yet. So we're, like, I'm in the talking stage with this dude that's, like, this professional athlete. I'm trying to be suave. I'm trying to be cool. We go to start hooking up. And I will never forget it. It's the most embarrassing fucking thing. I am high out of my fucking mind. And I remember him taking my pants off. And I quite literally did not realize how high I was that, you know, if you're really high, you can either get super relaxed if you're relaxed when you're high. Or if you are paranoid because you haven't smoked in a while, your body gets so tense. All of a sudden I hear Slim Shady go, babe, you need to relax your legs. I was doing a glute bridge like this. And he's like, can you put your fucking legs down? I was literally clenching and clenching. And he was like, babe, you need, can you relax? And so I'm like, in that moment, I wanted to fucking die. I'm doing a glute bridge- pre-sex and I realized in that moment like oh my god I'm so high like I didn't even feel him touching my body I'm like in the clouds like I'm in a different universe and so that was my introduction back to smoking weed and I was like Jesus Christ I'm such a fucking little bitch right now I have no tolerance who did I think I was to be able to fucking take basically down a joint with this dude that smokes every day so that was embarrassing but I don't know if anyone in the daddy gang can relate to this but a part of, you know, having experiences with men is you look back sometimes and you're like, why was I so fucking obsessed with his opinion of me? Oh, I don't have the as much of a tolerance as you and your six foot six teammates ooh, that makes me what like awkward no anything with drugs if you're trying to impress someone don't do that don't do that that's really stupid but young Alex was naive she wanted to fit in and she wanted to rip that bowl like the best of them my relationship to high sex was not wanting to have high sex until I finally got my tolerance that I was like oh There's nothing better than high sex. And that's like a fucking fact. You literally feel like every motion, every like sensory, like your clit is 10 times I feel like more sensitive. I'm personally more in the moment of like the sensations and the feelings rather than like going through the motions. Like if someone starts eating me out when I'm high, I'm so relaxed. And like also time is not of the essence in your head. When you're fucking sober, I'm sorry, but if a guy's been down there for 20 minutes, you're like, "Ah, I got to pull him up or I got to fake it. I feel bad. When you're high, I'm like, an hour has gone by. Kumbaya, motherfucker, stay down there. This feels great. Like you're more relaxed. You're more in tune with the feeling. And then sex is 10 times fucking better. I also feel like I'm like nastier when I'm having sex high. In the early stages of call her daddy, I, I realized a lot of the sex moves that I was coming up with and sharing with my listeners was from high sex because I was so in tune with like quite literally each detail and then I wrapped my leg and then I went like back and forth, up and down on the day. Like there were like, I could so clearly envision what was working and what felt good. So I don't know, high sex is just like, it basically just amplifies your experience and that's just like science guys welcome to science class on call her daddy so my high routine has really I think been the same most of my life I don't like to be high during the day I mean at least Monday through Friday I'm a businesswoman the only time I would get high during the day is if creatively I'm like I need to go to a different place get some inspiration find my shit then yes I will take a little edible during the day maybe go smoke a blunt do something chill and kind of sit down with my laptop and just like relax and chill but most of the time throughout the week during the day I would never smoke I'm more of a nighttime smoker I also will say I love smoking alone I love my alone time I love being alone with my thoughts and so I love to just like get high as fuck have a lot of food around me and just sit and like whether it's type on my computer, my thoughts, watch TV, zone out, come up with ideas. So my idea of smoking for me is nighttime. I do. I will do it with my partner. I don't love smoking in big groups unless they're like my straight, like homies, best friends. Like it's Lauren sitting next to me. Like I cannot be with some like random bitches that I barely know unless as of recent my tolerance was super high then I'm like I can I can smoke with anyone but because I don't like smoke every single day like I used to I'm just kind of like I like to be alone I like to relax dude it's so crazy because there's people watching this right now and it's like this is legal everything you're seeing here is legal you cannot arrest me I live in California but which is so fucking dope and it should be legalized everywhere but I will say now it's been dope because like you almost like feel more comfortable talking about it more and it's more almost like socially acceptable because it's been legalized. I feel like some people used to look at people that smoked all the time, like, Oh, you're a pothead. You're a degenerate. It, there's such a beautiful aspect to it being legalized because I think it now is less judged by other people that maybe don't smoke. And I would say going to a dispensary. The first time I went to a dispensary, I was in Seattle and it was like a couple of years ago, I was visiting door number three. He was playing, who is the Seattle team? The Mariners? Yeah. So he was going to the field and he was like, all my teammates and I, we need you to do a run for us. And I was like, and I'll do one for myself. I had a full list that the entire, either the Braves or the Tigers basically gave me to go get weed for all of them. I have like a shopping list and I'm like on my way to the dispensary in Seattle And I went, and it was so cool. Everyone was so happy. I remember feeling so connected to everyone. And I bought so much fucking weed, went back, got high. And it was like, damn, I just went, like, shopping for groceries. And I just came back with a fucking shit ton of blunts and e-pens and all this shit. And I was like, damn, this is dope. Okay, should I get high? So I think my first plan of action is this is one of the first baby bongs I ever bought myself. It was after a breakup and I no longer had my weed plug anymore because, you know, not only was I dating him for his money, but I was dating him for his weed connect. I lost all of that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going through a breakup. This is hard. I'm going to go buy myself a baby bong so I can get high as fuck and just make myself feel better and get through this depression with my little friend. So I have my baby bong. I filled it up with water and I have this fume. Okay. So I'm going to put this in my grinder for anyone that has never smoked weed. Put it in your grinder. We're going to grind it up. Oh man. I used to have this like baby little grinder that I would keep in my purse everywhere. And I remember when I went to my first therapy session in New York, at the time, fully so illegal. And I dropped my purse and my little baby bowl, like this size, l- literally tiny baby bowl, and my grinder fell out. Um, it was my f- literally my first session with my therapist and she was like, all right, let's get into this. I'm like, fuck, okay. Okay, so we have weed, gonna pack this bong. Guys, I don't really usually smoke out of bowls or bongs. I prefer right now in my life, edibles and joints. Okay, look at these cute little lighters I got. It says 420 on it. Very cute. Very festive. Also, while I'm doing this, can you guys also make sure that you're lighting up with me and I don't care what you're smoking out of. Let's go.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Let's go, baby, 420, oh, fuck. Dude, I have not <laughs> hit a um bong like this in a hot minute. I remember the last time I hit this was in New York in my last apartment with Lauren, and we would sit outside of the window and smoke it together, and that was when Lauren was going through her breakup. I was going through my divorce for the show and we would just get high every fucking night and just be like, come on, let's just hit it together. That's the best when you fucking smoke with a girlfriend and you're both just going through it. And you're like, let's just fucking drown our sorrows in this fucking shit. And you just get high as fuck. Okay. I forgot guys, this little piece fucking slaps. I I had nothing to eat today, so I'm going to get high as fuck. And that was probably the point. And I got a lot of um, food for myself, but Okay, let's, let's pace ourselves, Alex. Okay. You've lasted for so long with me. You've gotten me through so much. Isn't it so crazy? I'm sure anyone that, I'm not even talking into my microphone. Isn't it crazy? Anyone that smokes, you have like your pieces that you're so invested in. Like this is a new bowl that I like don't give a fuck about. This little baby has gotten me through everything. I can already feel myself entering my, my
1: happy place. <coughs> I'm relaxed. And I'm just happy it's 420.
0: Now, let's do a little ASMR. Sometimes when I'm high, watching the... It's not even Animal Planet. It's like going on YouTube and finding... The underwater world. That's called the ocean. (laughs) That is called the ocean, just so you know. But watching like the whales and the creatures in the ocean, I love watching those kind of videos. Not that anyone asked. I just wanted to let you guys know that that's something I personally enjoy indulging in when I'm high.
1: All right, let's keep it going. man this is so cute guys this is like literally like a mini it's a pinner let's have more fun is it easier to
0: love or be loved I feel like it's easier to be loved right it's well you know what I guess maybe people that like don't feel worthy of love, it may be impossible. Actually, I take that back. That's actually just a question of like where you're at with yourself. I personally am in a place in my life where I feel very comfortable and easy being loved because I love myself. But I think that maybe in the past at points in my life, I didn't feel worthy of love because I felt like a piece of shit. With shit in my life. So I think that makes sense, right? Like it's easy to be loved when you love yourself. People maybe that don't feel worthy could potentially see, like be paranoid. Like, oh, they have ulterior motives. Why would they love me? I'm not worthy. But if you love yourself, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking dope as shit. Of course I fucking am worthy of love. And then I think it's easier to give love. So I would say, but I do think it's easier. So maybe it's, is the world more, in a place where we all feel not great about ourselves. I feel like that's a majority of a lot of people in the world, like not feeling happy with who they are. And so maybe if I actually get deeper with it, maybe it is easier to love because you're in control of that decision. Where to be loved takes vulnerability, more more vulnerability, because it also is contingent truly upon someone else. Whoa, is that... Was that profound or was that the dumbest thing I ever said? I don't know. But I think I, think I said that right.
1: Maybe when I listen back, I, I won't. But I, I think that was clear. Did that make sense? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Is there one soulmate for every person in the world? No. Absolutely not. The amount that you change in your life,
0: like you quite literally can't say there's only one soulmate because if I met someone at 16, the man that I was in love with at 6 let's call him a boy, the boy that I was in love with at 16 at the time was my soulmate. Like i obsessed. now. <laughs> love you Dylan but not so much so I think it's like now my my version of what would make in my mind a soulmate is so different than five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago so no every different version of yourself can find a soulmate how about that but I don't think there's just one soulmate for everyone No, is fame ultimately good or bad I'm not even gonna I think I think it's both depending on how you view it and use it. I think fame is good if the person with the fame works to use that power in order to like enact change in the world. I think fame is bad, especially with social media. Like there are people that we see with fame that are acting in a way that could negatively affect like a young kid's perception of how they should be and what they aspire to be and what they look up to. I personally would not consider myself famous, but if you have, there's a different now new level in the past few years of like, but do you have some influence? Sure. I definitely feel like I have some influence. I feel like in the past two years, I've tried to really, do what I just said I think is good, which is, like, try to inspire, try to enact, like, positive change, try to be a good influence. I hope people feel I've... I I think you can almost, like, see the change even in my career. The turning point for me was when I feel like I had just a lot of differing opinions than what I was putting out on the internet. Because, like, as someone that's just, like, putting out a show... The beginning of the show felt so good. So I think for the, in that moment, I would have said I thought I was doing good. I thought I truly was like empowering women. Then I think because like I said, you can change and you find a different soulmate, things fucking change, then my perspective of what I was doing changed and I was like I kind of don't agree with younger Alex, which I'm sure a lot of us look back at our younger selves and you're like I was an idiot. So then I think that was the turning point where I started to keep saying shit that I used to say. And I was like, I don't even agree with myself anymore. And then when I started to be like, well, what do I think? And what do I agree with then for myself? And that's when I think just I started to say my own shit. Also, just taking over a show and being solo. You don't have someone to like have opinions with that. Then we formed one opinion together and would do the show. For me, having the show alone, I'm kind of like, it's my name on it. So I better fucking agree with it. Yeah. So I think as I've gained confidence, I now feel like I'm able to make more definitive decisions because I know more who I am now. So I think, yeah, I don't even fucking remember what the question was and I'm feeling great. I hope I'm speaking words of wisdom, but that felt right. I feel like I said something right there. And, like, I just came out of the woodwork and I was like, you know what? Let me tell you the meaning of life. (laughs) And all of a sudden it hit. Let's go make a quesadilla. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Daddy gang, what are your plans for the summer? I want to probably sign up for a couple excursions with to really put myself out there, do something I don't usually do. But when you want something, you got to just go for it. And that applies when you're hiring for your business. Zip Recruiter can help you snag the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And luckily, you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash daddy. Got your eye on a rock star candidate. ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. So amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter, Daddy Gang, and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com daddy to try it for free right now. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash daddy. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This episode is brought to you by eBay. You know real when you get it, right, daddy gang? It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. So, look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guaranteed, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. So, ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit eBay.com for terms. Tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by new Garnier Fructis hair filler with vitamin C-G. Many things can damage your hair like heat styling and bleaching, but the all new Garnier Fructis hair filler systems can reverse up to one year of damage to your hair smoothness in just One use, giving you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. And all Garnier products are approved by Cruelty Free International under the Leaping Bunny program. New Garnier Fructis hair filler, pre-shampoo, shampoo, conditioner, and serum are available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, Drug, and select grocery stores. Learn more at garnierusa.com.
1: Hello, I feel like I'm out of spelling bee.
0: (laughs) Hello, welcome to Cooking High
1: with Alex Cooper. Q U E S Ques Quase L L A
0: quesadilla. (laughs) Before I make my quesadilla, I want to give you a little update on where I'm mentally at. And I hope you also are mentally where I'm at. I'm pretty up there. So I'm going to take another bong rip before, but I'm definitely entering munchy territory. And oh, that's why I spelled quesadilla because I want to have a quesadilla.
1: But first let's get a little even more high. holy fuck. Okay. I'm going to take
0: you guys through one of my favorite, favorite high treats, a quesadilla. And I would never order a quesadilla off of Postmates, Uber Eats, Caviar, Doordash, seamless, none of the above. When you order a quesadilla from somewhere, it's disgusting. It's not hot anymore. It's thick as thieves. (laughs) I don't need to explain to you why I want to eat a quesadilla, okay? I'm like justifying, I'm like, I promise you the quesadilla is gonna be great. So let me show you what I use. Step one, I'm gonna kill my assistant because these are too small. I would prefer larger quesadillas. This is for a child, but we're gonna then make two. These are our essentials. Ready? We need a pan. We need a little butter or olive oil. We need the four Mexican cheese lusciousness. We need this and we need, I said a pan. Oh, and ranch dressing and salsa. Because I don't know if I'm going to be in the mood for ranch or salsa. It's a game time decision. Whatever calls out to me. So I need to find a pan. Also, disclaimer, this is my work office. So... I'm hoping I have a pan. I've also never cooked on this stove. And uh, so this is going to be a lot of firsts for us. Let's play a game. Where do we, let me get two guesses where I think the pan would be. I'm going to try here first. Oh my God, this is not rigged. This is not rigged. I promise you there is a fucking pan in here and I did not check this prior. A pan. So I'm going to pull out
1: two tortillas and see if they perfectly match. Let me go get some cheese. I'll be right back. Located olive oil, ranch, salsa, cheese.
0: We're going to lather this shit up. It's important that you stack that
1: shit thick. So I'm trying to like edge it out here. I don't know if you guys can see. Okay, I need to get a spatula and now we're going to begin. We'll try another one. Is that the same one? (laughs) <laughs> Hold on.
0: Dude, this thing is something is happening with this one. Ready? Watch this. Okay, I'm holding the button. We are na- it's cooking. It's not easy. <gasps> what if I
1: try to switch my fingers? Cuz I'm going to need to flip it. Okay. If I take my hand off this button, we all die. No. If I take my hand off this button, it's going to stop. So I could technically Google how to do this, but guys, this is more fun.
0: Working for something is 10 times better than getting it easy in life. Okay. I'm having a hard time right now. I'm having a hard time. I would really love to be able to see the bottom of my quesadilla. Okay, so what's going to happen is in a couple seconds, I'm going to let go with my left hand. Unless I could do this. I think I need two hands to flip this baby. The cheese is melting. Why did I just have an accent? The cheese is melting. So I'm having to be really mindful right now. I think
1: it's time to flip. I think it's time to flip, and I'm going to have to do this again. Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, fuck. Now here we go. Now I have to hold it down again. Mother fucking shit.
0: So how are you guys? Like, what's going on? How do people do these cooking shows? I quite literally would be like, I like barely can keep uh, in mind that I'm supposed to be podcasting. I remember I used to watch Emerald growing up <laughs> with my dad. Emerald, Emerald, there's definitely no D. Emerald, Emerald, Emerald. Five, four, three. Two, one. Bam! Looks great. Now I'm going to cut it. I like to cut it into squares or triangles. I'm waiting for it to cool. I'm getting a little insecure because when you start eating, I feel like in a podcast it sounds bad. So I'm getting a little insecure. So I'm going to take my popcorn and slide to the right a little bit.
1: Okay. This will be good. Look how good this cheese. Like, melt is. Ow. Okay. So, now we're going to put <laughs> a little ranch, a little salsa. So, let's try this. Oh. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Mmm. Brings me back to home, you know?
0: Um. Okay, so... I just finished that entire quesadilla, and I found myself really veering more towards the salsa
1: today. What are the treats we got over here? My assistant got
0: me powdered donuts. I can feel myself on that um, part of my high where, like, I'm like really relaxed. I am like wanting to like sink into the couch after I just ate. So I think we should go back on the couch. I'm going to bring a snack. Let's talk a little bit more. I'm not going to clean any of this up. Let's just, let's just go. So I chose to bring over the powder donuts and I didn't even see these. I can't believe I didn't geek over them. The SpongeBob SquarePants Gummies. Why is everything SpongeBob SquarePants better? The SpongeBob SquarePants mac and cheese is better than just like normal shaped mac and cheese. Like see SpongeBob's face going into my mouth. Is that a gross sexual joke? So I have now taken many bong rips, smoked a little baby J. And as you probably have been seeing come in and off this table because it keeps getting in my camera angle is this water bong looking situation I have no idea what this is called I don't even know where it came from on to be honest I think this goes with it now I have no idea how to make it work so let's try okay so I'm going to grind up more weed Into my little baby grinder. Guys, this is fun. You guys realize I have never gotten high on an episode of Call Her Daddy. Although, contrary to people thinking my eyes always look like I'm high, I have never done an episode of Call Her Daddy high. Although, I have been drinking a lot lately. I think this is going to go in here. It looks like a sippy cup. Okay, let's try this. Mom, Dad... Daddy gang, I love you. I'm like literally going to blow my face off. Like what?
1: Fuck.
0: <coughs> <coughs> oh my god. Oh, my God. <coughs> that is incredible, but I was not ready for that experience. Holy fuck. I'm going to be high out of my fucking mind. Should I take another hit? <laughs> I mean, we're in
1: this, right? Okay. Okay. <coughs>
0: Dude, this is insane. (coughs) This is... This is... (coughs) Any water? Oh my god. (coughs) Okay. This is my feeling about this. This contraption is fucking incredible. That is exactly you want six of your best friends, if you have that many the idea would be to sit with your friends and it would be so incredible to be able to pass that thing around. That's, that's definitely for like multi-purpose use like, or multi-people, multi-people. Should I say it again? Multi-people. It's for multi-people use. Is that even a fucking word for multiple people to use? It's for multiple people to use. Would I be a little like, okay, Alex, get your shit together if I did this by myself every night? I would be a little concerned. But that was, that's like a different hit of high. Like I felt that way more than that baby bong. Okay, wait, I'm going to sit on this couch. I think I just sent myself into the paranoid zone. So I'm going to not think about that. Okay, guys, my favorite show to watch right now I don't really like like cowboy shit like I am not like a frequent Texas goer or anything of that nature I don't like like I mean I'm sure I'd wear cowboy boots if it went with like my outfit but like I'm not really like the southern thing I'm from the northeast like the whole thing I just went in so many different directions you could potentially politicize that but Yellowstone guys I am a fucking obsessed. this woman in the show you guys should go watch it because it's basically succession but in Wyoming and the main like uh woman character is such a fucking boss and she's like Bob like you think I'm gonna fuck you that easily I'm not gonna just fuck you I'm gonna fuck Generations of your family. I'm gonna fuck up your family so bad that when I fuck you, I'll have fucked your grandkids and your grand. And I was like, th- "Like, sorry, I don't know if that made any sense." But this woman talks so fucking nasty to men, and I want to be her. It's a really good show. I was not paid to say any of this. I just really like the show. Also, I'm watching the Ultimatum on Netflix, new reality show. Go watch it because it's so fucking good. I remember when I watched Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson in newlyweds that may have been like the first reality television show I like was obsessed with but now that I think he and Vanessa seem really cute and I know they're hosting all of these Netflix shows and I would love for them to come on that would be fun also Nick Lachey is just like it's funny that we're all still talking somehow about Nick Lachey good for him I'm gonna be really honest I always forget who was on which team team um Nick Lachey what no In Sync or Backstreet Boys I can never ho- remember who was on which one wait let me guess Justin Timberlake was in Sync. yes who the fuck was in the Backstreet Boys wait wasn't that the whole thing no one was really got famous for, the Backstreet Boys name is huge but like was anyone in the Backstreet Boys that is famous it's like but they I'm pretty sure were so iconic like I think their music was more iconic but then the people in NSYNC we're cooler. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Okay, listen to me. Oh, I loved the Spice Girls because I feel like the Spice Girls just like, oh, they were so good. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Okay, please auto tune that. Power to the world, spice up your life, every boy, every girl, spice up your life. Oh, my <laughs> God. If you're feeling sad and low. Okay, the point is, is I know the Spice Girls guys and I love them. If you want my future, forget my past. If you wanna get with me, better make it last. Now don't go waste down my precious time. Get your act together and we'll be just fine. Hi, I'm Baby. I'm Scary. Rawr. I'm Ginger. God, Spice Girls were great. There's no one like that anymore. It makes me feel sad. Music has changed so much. Like, I feel like there used to be such iconic, iconic girl groups and like pop fun. And now it's like pop, like sad, depressing emo. And like, of course, I love listening to a sad song here and there. But like, I miss the like fun, like we just want to have a good ass time. I think that's why people are gravitating right now to Dua Lipa, just because she's such like a, like fun if anyone's out there wanting to make music, um, we need you to make happier music for me. Dua Lipa sings like that levitating song. Like, um, we're levitating or, oh, no, I know her songs. I just don't know, like, um, yeah, the levitating. Fuck, how does it go? All I know is we're levitating. Um, do, do, do No, Uh Ooh, oh, she has that one with Elton John that goes like, "Um, I cannot, I cannot, I will know one in a second. Um, no shit, Alex, you're googling it. Levitating, Dua Lipa. I just need to hear it quickly, and then I'll be able to sing it. You want me? I want you, baby. My sugar boo, we're renegading. My Milky Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Moonlight. Starlight. My shine. I got you. All night. Let's dance. Come on. We'll levitate it. What the fuck? I swear I love Dua Lipa and I just in this moment like please you are a queen you are a goddess I just blanked. I think I may have gotten every other word wrong like I would if someone asked me would you bet your life that you got most of the lyrics right no you know but I definitely was on like I had the the right idea of the word that went there maybe it wasn't that exact word but it's not like I was that far off oh my god oh my god Yes. You know what's really sad about this is when you think a song lyric is something for so long. You're sitting next to someone. You're in the car. You're on your way to a happy hour. Someone's bumping the tunes. They all start singing this song. You're singing it with them. You go to sing the word. Your friends say a different word than you and you hear it. And you hear it different because they're singing it right next to you, you know? And you're like, what did you just say? And they say, I'm singing. Fuck off. And you say, no, wait. What, what was the word you said? If we got to go to, what did you say it is? And then they say the word that you for the past eight years of your life have been singing as something completely different. And you feel really embarrassed It's almost like a really sad feeling because the song will never be the same. Hold on. I feel really smart right now because I'm reading top 40 most misheard song lyrics. And number eight is dancing queen, feel the beat from the tangerine. Who the fuck thought it was tangerine? Dancing queen, feel the beat. And okay, the real one is tambourine. I actually don't remember any of those lyrics. Dancing Queen, feel the beat. Oh my God. Do you know what I thought it was? Wait, I think I'm having the moment where I'm realizing what I thought it was. (gasps) I thought it was 17. Oh, feel the beat, only 17. Okay, wait, no, I'm not fully wrong. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. They said, people think it's hold me closer, Tony Danza. It's gonna be May. Oh my God. And sync. it's gonna be me. I'm right. I'm smart. And other people that are dumb think it's it's gonna be May, as in the season. Oh my God, I feel so fucking smart right now. Give me another one. Month. What did I say? As I'm like bragging, I'm smart. Sweetie, it's a month. It's hard and it's upsetting, frustrating. I hope you guys had fun getting high with me. I will say... This didn't feel like work. This felt like fun. And so I hope you guys also got fucking high or you were drinking if you aren't a smoker or you were masturbating, whatever gets you off. I hope you did it. I had a great time spending a nice hour with you guys. Thank you, Daddy Gang. You know the drill. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday.